right, welcome back to Hindsight Hacking, everyone. Today we are joined by Chris Ward, and she is a best-selling author of the book called Win the Hour, Win the Day. Guys, you guys are absolutely going to love this conversation. Um, she gives a lot of gold nuggets throughout it, but uh, just make sure you're paying attention to this one. And definitely stay tuned to certain free gifts you might get to receive if you uh, are listening at the end. Let's get to it. Have you ever wondered how highly successful entrepreneurs think? So did we. So we asked hundreds of entrepreneurs a very simple question. If they had perfect hindsight, what advice would they give themselves? I am Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. Join us on our journey implementing and sharing all of our learnings while we hack our hindsight along with our guest hindsight to give us all better foresight. Listen along the way as we find and unlock their secrets that made them successful through hidden traffic, joint ventures, and much, much more. This is Hindsight Hack. Welcome back to Hindsight Hacking. Today we are joined by the one and only Chris Ward, who she's the leading authority in productivity and building business by building your team, the author of Win the Hour, Win the Day, which I can't wait to get into more of. And she helps entrepreneurs easily double their income and triple their time off. Uh, that's just the part of the start of many things that Chris has done. Uh, being interviewed with Shark Tank's one and only Kevin Harrington on the ABC's The Secret Millionaire. And she's been a featured on award-winning podcasts, radio, and TV shows. Uh, but, you know, one, one trial and tribulation, she lost her husband, but then returned to her agency that she had founded years early to find that it was not only survived, but was thriving. Chris, so many great things there that I can't wait to talk to you about. Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, Chris, I was, uh, we were excited to have you on. Just, you know, obviously your past resume is awesome, but just to really dive into your book, that's something that I think not only Corey and I are looking forward to, but I know our listeners will love. But for the uh, listeners that don't know who you are, can you give a little bit of a backstory about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So I have a marketing agency and I, you know, was pulled away from that, as you mentioned, for about two years because my husband had been diagnosed with colon cancer. And when I returned after his passing, my clients had no idea of my absence. They were not aware of it. They were shocked. They didn't know what was going on in my personal life or, or, or none of that. And so they started to gently ask me, you know, how did I swing that? Because even if you take all the emotion out of it, chemo treatment surgeries, that is a more than a full-time job. And so I started to work with them under the capacity of, you know, productivity and, and really building their teams, because I do believe that your business should support your life, not consume it. And that we all have interruptions in life, things happen, and you should be able to lean on your business. So I started working with them under that umbrella. Um, I had a renewed faith in, you know, the fragility of life and how important it was. And we started to have some real successes. And they started to take real vacations and they weren't like, you know, addicts in a closet hiding, trying to sneak an email before their family got mad. And they started, you Guilty. know, yeah. You got, <laughs> I don't know yeah, anything about that. Something really bad. <laughs> I'm just answering emails. Okay. Um, and so 
you know, they started getting their dream projects as one client lovely said to me, she said, you're a dream catcher, Chris. She said, finally, I can start getting these, you know, ambitious projects out that were so frustrating and sort of um, deplete the soul when you see them moving further and further away. So real vacations, making more money in less time and doing really fantastic work. And I thought, you know what, I want to help more people because that old school myth of grinding it out and paying your dues, it really is that it's old. And I just wanted to see if I could help as many people as possible. So I put pen to paper and uh, I wrote the book, Win the Hour, Win the Day, based on all our successes and, and the insights that, you know, I myself experienced and all my coaching clients. Oh, man, so many good things there. And, and you know, as, as I alluded to on our initial introduction, uh, productivity is, is one of your key points. And, and I know for Ron and I, uh, when as, as we've coached individuals and, and helped employees and, you know, done different things, managers trying to be better managers, like productivity is one of the key things that we love discussing. So I, I would love to hear your take on like what makes a person product, productive? What makes them get out of their own way? Like what, what's kind of your thoughts just on that whole concept there? <sighs> That we, we could do like a, a Netflix 10 part series on that one, right? <laughs> so yes. yeah, there's so much, but I think what I would tell you right off the bat, that the biggest myth and the biggest thing that holds everyone back is not understanding that they need a team that, you know, starting a team is so crazy, doable and affordable. It, we are in a magical place in history that we weren't even in five, 10 years ago. And what happens is people have this concept that once I get to this certain mountaintop, this certain achievement that I will have the time and the resources to start building a team. And here's the secret. You will never, ever, ever get there without a team. If you look at the backbone to any success story, especially an entrepreneurial step, uh, success story, they had a team, whether it's two guys in a garage, whatever that looked like, but it started that way. And that's how they accelerated their business. Because I always say, you know, a team to me means together everyone accelerates money. That's key. And so productivity, you just cannot be all things. I mean, think of like a contractor building a house. Should he learn enough about plumbing and electricity to get by? Or should he get that house up, hire some talent, affordable talent, and move on and build 10 houses? So that's the biggest thing is getting in your own way. You're right. No, I, I love that. You know, I've uh, it takes me back to a story. Um, I was given, I was hired as a, a director of a company and I was given zero budget to have a team. And so he goes, you know, you're just gonna have to wear all these hats. So fast forward a year, I had two other directors under me, two district managers under me. Uh, you know, I had a facilities guy under me and I remember going in the office and he goes, how in the world did you do that? but stay within the budget I gave you. And I go, one, I knew the expectations. Two, I just worked better as a team. And I knew the sales would fix everything I was bringing on for the team. Yeah. So, you know, I, I understand the whole team building. It's something I love to do. Uh, I am a team builder. Um, so you were speaking to my heart on that one. Um, so looking at, you know, everything you've kind of gone through and mm -hmm. the you did what inspired you to just put it in the book what inspired you to actually say hey i'm gonna write a book because some people 
that, you know, Corey and I, we have oh. a couple of books on Amazon, you know, but it's, it's difficult and it's hard to actually take that step or, you know, people want to do it, but what actually made you do it? Well, you know what? There is a saying that if you go into a graveyard, everybody there has a book in them. And I thought of that a lot as I wrote mine. I'm like, I get that now. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to be really honest, I, I had, I really kind of, I would, I had some regrouping to do. So after my husband passed away, I, I went off the grid. I had my business, I had my clients, I had referrals, but I was not on social media. I had nothing to say. You can't say, well, your husband died. Here's what I'm having for breakfast. You know, like the, just the two don't go well together. Right. So I just had nothing to say. And I thought, oh, this would be a good time to sort of like, I, I, I am, I was just so aware and so thankful and so appreciative that I had a business and that it was because of the strategies I put in place. And during that time, I mean, listen, I'll be honest, there was nobody in the world that was a bigger fan of mine than my husband, John. And to the point where it was sometimes a a nuisance, like, oh my gosh, he thinks I can do anything. Well, I better figure this out. Right. So, so we would be in situations where, you know, now it's taking up all my time. And of course I wanted to live a certain quality of life with him and get surprises and live in the moment. We weren't living in fear or sadness. And he'd be like, how's the business? I'm like, it's totally fine. And I wasn't always sure that was the case, but if he had saw it in my face that like, oh my gosh, that would be the last thing he needed. So I was exceptionally grateful that I was there when I needed to be there. And I was able to navigate through a difficult situation and provide whatever my family needed. And it was because of these systems I had in place. And I just was so tremendously thankful for that. And I thought, wow, stuff comes up all the time. Grandma breaks a leg, you know, whatever things happen. And I just thought if I could help one person, it would be worth it. So I took that time where I was off social media and had, I wouldn't say extra time because I still had a, a full company to sort of you know, rejuvenate, but I just said, that's the time to write the book. So I've left them more <laughs> speechless, I guess. Yeah. They're nodding. <laughs> um, so, so with your book, yeah. What, like, honestly, I wish I had it in front of me right now. Um, but, um, what's like, if you were to that. say you could read one page in that book, what page do you go read and why? Well, I am very hugely passionate about teams because, you know, as Ron said, when his example, he, he dove to sort of a corporate example, and that's a great example, but that's the example that most people go to and they have this understanding or, or thinking that it's very expensive, it's very heavy, it takes on management and it's all these things. So the book is divided up in a very, I think, interesting way. And people tell me all the time, it changes how they completely see their business. And what I did is I divide the book up into successful people or strugglers. And, you know, successful people, their business, you know, does not consume them. It's not about income because you could be a struggler making a lot of money, but you're still tied to your business. Like it's sort of got, a, it's got a grip on your throat, you know, on your oxygen. And so even, even the chapter, when I talk about developing a teams, it's really when I talk to strugglers, what they said about it and what successful people did. So successful people would tell me like, oh, do you know, you can do this and that and, and really start building a team for the amount it would cost a coffee. And I'm not talking about one of those swanky, expensive coffees you line up for. I'm talking about like your low budget hospital coffee, you know, cafeteria. And the strugglers would say, oh, you know, it's too much time to train them. You can't trust people. Oh, I'm the only one that can do it. So really understanding the fundamentals of if you're going to 
accelerate your business in any way, which is really what I call, you know, the ward method. Winning always requires delegation. Winning always requires delegation. So if you're going to, you know, achieve on any level, then it, I, I come back to the team every time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I think a lot of people, they don't understand, you know, I'll bring it to entrepreneurship for just a moment. So they don't necessarily understand they can delegate and be able to have a who to do something. Right. And, and, you know, most people, when they start this entrepreneurial journey, they think it's about money. They think it's about, you know, a car or a house or whatever it is, but it's, it's truly about getting their time back. I mean, if you boil down every reason why you start something, mm-hmm. it's probably to get more time back for the things you want to do. Yes. You know, money will help you do that. However, if you don't organize the time, your entrepreneurial thing can become a consuming job. Oh, an right? expensive job with all the overhead, 100%. Yes. And- and that's just like such a valid point. And, and people just get lost in the, you know, I, I, somebody I spoke to last week and a couple weeks ago and she was like, Oh, I'm starting my own business. I'm like, that's great. And blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, I want to spend more time with my family. I'm like, Oh, good luck with that. <laughs> you <laughs> picked the wrong career. <laughs> yeah, that is good luck with that, my friend. Right. So people often think that it's going to give them a freedom lifestyle and it's so can it really a hundred percent can but you have to have certain strategies in place right? right and i know for the clients that we work with in 90 day cycles in our coaching program they on average tell me that within the first couple of weeks they get 25 hours back a week right so it really is about look is this a business or you got have a very expensive job or you're self-employed which by the way stops the moment you stop working right Right. You got to have a system. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with your, uh, let's go back to teams a little bit. You're, yeah. you're whole, uh, I mean, Ron and I, we, we, we could easily have done certain things alone and separate and build our own businesses. But that, you know, the point of working in a team, the, the, you know, like we wouldn't have gotten this podcast done and started and launched back in around the Christmas time if we didn't do it together. Part right. of the team. Right. Yeah. And, and so, how how do you truly get somebody that is so as you, as we mentioned afraid to delegate afraid to i'm the one that can do it because i'm the, the expert right like afraid to give up everything like how do you truly get them to understand that that is the, truly the only way to to move forward that's a great question and you know what we often get that from coaches on our website um win the hour, win the day.com. They'll, they'll send that in and they're coaching their clients and they want me to help them with that. And what I would say to you is let's just make it simpler. So usually it's fear-based, right? So they think, Oh, I'm the only one that can do this skill set. And it just comes from fear and lack of knowledge really. So let me give you an example. Cause when you say team, it just sounds so like we're starting this, like I don't have time to start a team. Are you kidding me? I can't even keep up. When I started like let's say about eight years ago, the first person I hired eight, nine years ago, I, I was going out and it was, you know, a different world. It sounds like when dinosaurs roamed the earth, but even, you know, almost 10 years ago, I was going to physical appointments. So I was going and I would make notes on my lap and blah, 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 and keen into my iPad. 
if that was even invented back then. And I would come back to the office and I would promise myself, almighty a promise, I would put those notes right into the computer uh, and the client's file right away, right? And something would happen and it wouldn't. And so now I've made promises on pricing and different things we could do. And as sure as every day ends with a Y, every week I found myself Friday afternoon making all these notes going, what was I said? What did I promise? Oh my gosh. And then if they called and now I'm kind of guessing, thinking, did I promise them that deal? And, and if they kind of, I don't want to say caught me on that, but if I, if I made a mistake, now it looks like I'm trying to swindle them. In fact, I just have bad notes because <laughs> I thought I would be putting these in the computer an hour later. So what I hired was a transcriptionist, which you don't even need now, but then I hired a transcriptionist and I can't even remember the rate. It was something ridiculous for a minute of talking. So I would leave these meetings and I would sit in my car and I would talk into my phone for like 30 seconds. The details were fresh and crisp and clear. And she would put them right into the notes and it cost me you know, some weeks, $12, some weeks I didn't need her. Some weeks it was $8. And I got all of Friday afternoon back plus the weight I carried all week when I was beating myself up going, Oh my gosh, you promised you wouldn't do this again. (laughs) And then the clarity in the message and the consistency and the care and the, the, the deliverables that I was more clear on with the client, I wasn't guessing for like 12 bucks. So that's the message I want to, you know, get out there to the world is I'm not talking, start some massive project. And you think you don't understand how demanding my day is, Chris, I'm talking for 12 bucks. I got Friday afternoons back. Yeah. Yeah. I think people don't understand the power of the who that can do something. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, I've always believed that you have to surround yourself with people that you can't do or think you have to surround yourself with people that can't do what can do stuff that you can't do. There you go. Yeah. 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 I, I like talk. to be the dumbest person right. in the room. That's my right. Goal. Well, well, but it, it helps everybody get better. Right. Yes. And let you focus on money generating activities. Yeah. And you can become the expert that you were put in that position to be the expert of. And I think yeah. even, you know, in the entrepreneurial world, people, you know, they're, they're worrying about stuff that, isn't money generating, right? A hundred percent. I was speaking with someone just a couple weeks ago and she started a podcast about the same time I started mine. And when I started my podcast, I came to my team and said, okay, people are saying like, we've got this win the hour, win the day podcast. And it's really about how to get your next win. Now, this is not so zeroed in on team. It's just general business. And I presented to my team and said, look, here's what I'm thinking. And they said, oh, that's a great idea. So I said, let's do it in the spring. And they said, you've got a speaking gig in four weeks. Why don't we launch it then? And I was like, Okay. And they said, well, we have the strategies. <laughs> I was like, well, you can't argue, right? It's like when your right. child throws back your own wisdom, you're like, okay. <laughs> so we put some stuff in place and you know, we launched really successfully top 10 in our country and then top 75 in us. Cause I'm from Canada and it was amazing. And the person I was speaking to last week, she spent $1,500 for a, a, a team uh, like she, she, whatever gave, uh, she hired people for the first 10 episodes to get her episodes up and to do the show notes. And they're all very basic stuff, but they do need a process t- to do it in a short period of time. Right? So I showed her my process and said, here's what we do. And we're adding to it all the time. And we did this on a dime because the team yeah. was there. So it, it didn't cost me not an extra $50 a week to put this podcast out. And I mean, spark for her to, to, to put it out and to delegate it so that she did get the podcast up and out. 
But what I'm saying is she has to pay. She has to rehire people every time she wants to get some ambition out and find the person to hire and know are they the right team and how expensive they are. And then, then it's not any kind of investment because she has to rehire them if she wants the next 10 episodes done. She's no further ahead. She has no right. process. Right. So it really does, you know, change everything, everything. So how's, let's talk about that podcast for the second. Um, you've been, uh, I was just looking at it. You've got 33 episodes. Like it looks like you're doing it once a week, roughly or, or yeah. Um, like yeah. what's, how has it been? What's, I know, like, I just asked this personally because I love Ron and I doing this podcast. Like we, we walk away and I'm always like, gosh, that was really fun today. And, <laughs> you know, we learned this today or, or we talked about this and I really enjoyed the conversation. Right. And, um, like that's been one of the funner pieces of our entrepreneurial journey really is this podcast. And so tell me like, what's your experience with I can't agree with you enough. What the goal of doing the podcast and my biggest and most favorite part of the podcast are two different things. And I'm getting out of it what I didn't expect. And that's exactly it is getting the opportunity or the reason to talk to people that either wouldn't have given me the time of day or I had no reason to meet with them. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm a get stuff done kind of chick. So I'm not like, Oh, let's have a zoom coffee meeting and get to know each other. Like I don't, that doesn't sort of resonate with me, <laughs> but then when we have an interview, it's just amazing. I mean, I, we, we have all kinds of people on our show, but I, then I've also had like Michael Stelzner from social media examiner. I've had Ray Edwards and these people are like, I get to talk with them for a half hour and tape it. I didn't care if only my mother listened to it. I was like, this is, I'm in like, this is awesome. So you're right. I get to meet amazing people like yourself. And, and I found, I think that's something I didn't realize I valued so much is when I'm on podcasts, I'm like, once we finish this conversation, you know, there's an exchange here and I know you guys better than I would have, you know, in a whole bunch of different ways. Like you're asking me, you know, deep questions. So it really enhances relationships and sort of introduces you to people that just are amazing, frankly. Yeah. I think it, you know, we, we've, we launched the show kind of didn't have the complete vision and it kind of came together, you know, as, as we went, but you know, I, I use it as, Hey, I want to learn this. So I'm going to yeah. get this person on, you know, yeah. I, I always wanted to learn about house flipping. So we had a gentleman on to talk about house flipping. Um, you know, we have a couple other guests that, um, are coming on that I haven't even told Corey about just because, uh, one has an amazing collection of stuff and he's in the Philippines and he just agreed to be on the show, but I just want to learn about his collection. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, so cool. I just want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's, it's a, it's truly to, you know, stuff we want to learn, help our listeners. Right. Yeah. But, but it's to build those relationships, right? Yeah. So for, yeah. for us, it's like, who, who do we want to surround ourselves with? Who yeah. do we want to partner with? Who do we want to do joint ventures with? And, and who do we want to, who, how does our stuff complement their stuff? And we can, you know, kind of build a, a, an amazing team around a different way of building teams. And I think that's something that was an unintended outcome for Corey and I. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's been very exciting. Perfect. All right. So um, who's been your favorite guest then? One last question on the podcast. Who's been your favorite guest? Oh, I don't know. That's like picking children. You know why? Hey, we'll, yeah. we'll make sure all of your guests know who you picked. So it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I know. It's, uh, yeah, with these people on TV being interviewed, like, who's your favorite co-star? Yeah. You know what? It's been a bit of a blur. I think I've just been thrilled and honored that people that gave me the opportunity that said yes to being on my show, like some of them when I reached out and gave them a pitch of wire, I thought they, they should be on my lowly little show. I, yeah. I think it's been very flattering, the people that gave me the time of day, frankly. Anyone that spends a half hour with me, I think, well, like, my gosh, how gen- you can't give somebody a bigger gift than your time. So I take that very seriously. Yeah, no, I think I think that was one thing that Corey and I, when we were when we were developing the podcast, I remember, you know, I, I went to bed and I was like, why would someone be on our show? Like, yeah. like why would they want to be on my show? Right. Yeah. And I woke up the very next day and I remember calling Corey. I go, they want to be on our show because it's gonna be a cool freaking show. Yeah. Right? Literally. So yeah. we we've <laughs> we've went with that attitude from, from yeah you know, since we started and, you know, we've been blessed that everyone that we've pretty much asked has been on, um, been on the show. So it's been, it's been a, an interesting situation. And as you said, there's people that uh, probably wouldn't have given us the time of day uh, unless we had the show, which a you reason. Know, yeah, yeah. reason to have a conversation. Exactly. And, and we've been able to um, create some really cool relationships from the show. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask a little bit of, uh, or I want to go into actually my favorite question. I get to ask every one of our guests for one. Uh, and then uh, after a little bit more, I have some like rapid fire questions I want to get okay. to. So, I'll tell you everything uh, about my weight. So you go ahead. We're good. Okay, perfect. All right. So um, hindsight 2020, we all wish we had it. So if, if you could go back to your a younger version of Chris and give yourself a little bit of advice with the, with the, hindsight knowledge that you might have um what advice would you give and when would you go back to i would go back to right when i started my business and i you know i keep hate to keep driving home i would definitely wish i had learned about uh, building a team sooner i was doing it a couple of years at least two by myself and i literally went two years without sleep and i suspected and it has now been proven true that i was not as charming of an individual as i thought i was at the time <laughs> when i was solidly sleep deprived it was <laughs> it did not bring out the best in me I expected people to go at my speed and God help them if they slowed down, I would just step over their dead body because I was just so exhausted and it wasn't fun. And I didn't realize that I was working against myself that, you know, I would get, as my husband would say, I was always stealing from sleep. So I'd stay up later, get up earlier. And it was just nuts. And I didn't understand how, how it it limited my creativity and my productivity. And never mind that it just wasn't any fun. And I also didn't understand, and this is why I'm so passionate about it, when I first started building my team, I didn't understand that that's a whole new skill set. So the whole idea of we build a team so that we don't spread ourselves too thin and try to be jack of all trades, master of none. But then when you, people say to me, oh my gosh, Chris, okay, I went off to build a team. I came back and it didn't work. Well, because you, you didn't know how to do it. It's like my accountant saying to me, well, you need a better tax strategy. And I come back and say, well, it didn't work. So the first job I posted online, I'm telling you, it would not, somebody running a large country would not have fulfilled the the criteria I put in place because I thought being specific was helpful. So I didn't, took, and that's why I have the book and that's why we have a product coming out, the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs. It's because it's such an easy strategy to implement and that you can rinse and repeat but doing it yourself, which is what I painfully did after a couple of years of being just cranky, 
cranky Chris, <laughs> hysterical Chris. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I learned pretty early, but those two years, I, I could have got them back and been a little nicer. I think you said something interesting that I want to I touch on is, uh, and, and maybe I interpreted it, but um, when, when people build a team and they're very, this is what rigid in their expectations and they end up giving their team their process that works for them, the person, instead of the process, hey, Chris, I hired you to do X, Y, and Z. Um, I really don't care how you get it done, but I need X, Y, and Z done by Thursday. And then you come up with your own process that works for you because you're the expert of that. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs slash business owners slash leaders slash managers, whatever you are, um, falls into that trap of, hey, this is how it works for Ron. So I expect Chris to do it Ron's way. And if Chris doesn't do it Ron's way, it clearly can't be the right way. Right. Or that way it's not been tested at all. Like I was dealing with a, someone and he was a high-end video production guy for really big videos for companies. And he said, well, I have a very specific look. And so he said, I spent a month uh, building out this process, this editing process. And I hired my first person and it didn't work out. Well, because it had never been tried. So what happened is they're like getting on step three going, well, we don't have the password for this. And he's like, well, that's, that's oh yeah, that's this, but not on Tuesdays. And he's, okay, step five isn't working. And then they get frustrated because the tail's wagging the dog going, okay, never mind. I'll do it myself. Right. Whereas if he had just done one thing, screen captured it and sent it and say, well, this is the outcome I want. Here's the steps I've used in this small piece. Don't build out a three week plan, this small piece. Let me know if this works, ask me questions. And then we build on the process, but as entrepreneurs, you think, oh, okay, I got to get this all ready. And so I can hire somebody in September. I will hand it to them. Never have to speak to them again. And Bob's your uncle. And that's just not how it works. It's, you will constantly be building it. But as you build it, every time you build it, you're going to get time back and you can put other things out there and get bigger opportunities. So it's huge. Awesome. All right. All right. So Chris, as I ask these questions, first okay. thought, best thought, just it doesn't have to be long, super fun. Gotcha. Short whatever, you say, whatever you think of, go for it. Okay. All right. Best advice to win your Monday morning. Start work fresh, leave work. Start work refresh, leave work fresh. Always. Okay. Um, best, uh, best way to make sure and eat properly or drink, stay hydrated properly throughout your weeks. It's a big deal. I had to learn how to chew slower because I was just like a crazy person. So stopping for a proper, proper lunch and not trying to eat your food and whole pieces like an animal in the wild because you're an entrepreneur. I literally initially had to start counting my chewing because I was just rushing all the time. I, I get, I'm guilty of that sometimes. Yeah. I, I'm like, I'm just so busy. Let me see how fast I can eat this meal. So I don't know if I have time to chew sometimes, just swallow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> here's the thing you have to pull it because you know what you're sitting there with one hand on the keyboard shoving food down your throat you never shove food down your throat with your left hand that is a salad so it's, it affects the quality of your food too whereas if you say i have to go and sit down and eat proper food it changes all the dietary you know everything about it right um best advice you give to help entrepreneurs stay refreshed you have 
to contain the work within your lifestyle. So no matter what ambitions I have, when we decided to do the podcast in four weeks, I, the, prom, the promise still was I worked out every morning. That was my routine. I did not compromise my routine. I stopped for a proper lunch. I ended at a set time. So you have to have, there will always be more work. So you have to have parameters that contain that. You have to have non-negotiables. Non-negotiables, love it. Hopefully have Rachel you- didn't hear that. That's my wife. Hopefully she Okay. <laughs> How do you make a bunch of content in one minute, of a bunch of video content in one minute? I love that question. So what you do is you opt into free gift from Chris.com, free gift from ChrisKRS.com, and we'll show you what my team does when I make a one minute video. So that's a good example of my team will spend like 20 minutes repurposing it for my one minute video. And we get a month of content out of it. So that's the kind of stuff I want people to see that it's not this big labor intensive thing. Perfect. I, I, I set that up, that question up just right for you. So, oh, I knew you were throwing me the ball and I got the bat out. You were awesome. <laughs> perfect. All right. That, um, just last piece of advice. So last little question for me. Um, if, if anybody wanted to just do one single thing to, to kind of change their, their outlook, change their, their way of working 90 hours a week, like change what's, what's that one piece you're like, hey, if you're not going to come read my book and follow the path yet, just do this one thing. What's, what's that one thing, Chris? I would just pick something, something off your desk and say, can I outsource this? And yes, even if you don't follow my process or do it the easier way, even if you stumble and fail at it and do it the hard way, you're still going to get more time back. So understanding that you are the visionary you are the one that moves the needle and brings the money in and you know that you, you, like that's it you are never meant to do it all and it's really important that you understand that because also and i'll make this quick but don't forget that te- te- talent is connected to technology so like my video editor introduced something to us last week that was oh that's super cool because she lives in that world whereas if i'm just jumping in and out of that world really quickly to get by and to do it at one o'clock in the morning i'm never going to be on top of all that you cannot possibly be on top of a hundred things effectively you just can't no i i i love so much of what you just said and and i think it's going to resonate with multiple people obviously your your podcast is doing phenomenal your book's doing great and i know our listeners have probably absolutely loved this episode and if they want to get connected with chris ward how can they do that Well, first of all, I'll invite you to any event where they want somebody to say nice things about me. So (laughs) I'll start booking you right away. Sounds great. (laughs) I don't think my mother could say as nice things. So yeah, check out the free gift from chris.com. We do also have the, the outsourcing playbook for busy entrepreneurs coming out. It's about more results, less you. It's a beta program. It is going to be given away. Like it is going to be a steal beyond steal. So you want to get on our waiting list um, from that as well. So just coming soon from Chris, K-R-I-S.com is how you get on the waiting list. So yeah, start there and say, reach out to me, any platform you're on, we're on the socials and say, you heard me on this amazing podcast and we'll be fast friends. Perfect. All right, Chris. Well, we thank you for being on the show today. And uh, we're actually going to have this streaming on our YouTube channel as well. So you'll be all over. 
Well, thank you. It's you guys are really awesome what you do. And I, I, you know, you just bring everyone, whoever comes on here is lifted to a higher level. So I'm really excited now to be in your company. So it was awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. It's been a pleasure for sure. And uh, I'll definitely be going to coming soon from Chris.com here shortly. <laughs> All right, everyone. Man, that conversation was so good, Ron. Uh, one of my favorite pieces was Chris has her own method named after on her last name. So the Ward Method, I absolutely loved. Uh, especially the D is delegation. But everyone's going to have to tune in to the show back if they haven't to, to really get, dig into that one. Yeah, I totally want something to be the cool method. You got to figure that out. Hard um, method, cool method. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be great. Um, you know, there was so much to, you know, how she approaches the work and her thoughts and, and understanding. But, uh, you know, for, for my two takeaways, one is obviously team building and the importance of surrounding yourself with the right people. You don't want to surround yourself with people that are just going to tell you yes all the time. You want to surround yourself with people that complement what you can do so then they can elevate you into a role and the whole team wins because you're allowing them to be good at what they're doing and not being, you know, super, you know, micromanaging on them, giving them tasks and let them do it their way. They don't have to do it your way. They just have to accomplish a task that you're asking them to accomplish. Um, and then number two, and this one I absolutely loved, was about her routine and containing her work in her lifestyle. Containing her work in her lifestyle. I think that's phenomenal advice for everyone listening to me. Absolutely, absolutely, Ron. Chris is, is definitely a few feel like you're working too much if you feel like you need a little help in organizing your work life i mean chris is the person to look to so um but uh, everyone i uh, really truly appreciate you listening uh definitely go find us on hindsight hacking in facebook facebook.com forward slash groups hindsight hacking hindsight hacking.com and go for, look for us on youtube at uh on our page hindsight hacking so thanks again so much yeah, we're, we're excited to be on YouTube now. So all of our podcasts are video casts. Um, so check those out, kind of start putting uh, our faces with the names and our guest faces. I think that's important. And we just wanted to personally thank you for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.